What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. This is Free Wine and Unleavened Bread. I am your host, Dalton Locke, with your co-host, Whitney Williamson. Hey. And David Overstreet. So, we're not going to be doing any topics today. Uh, we're really just going to be talking about ourselves so that you can get to know us. Um, like, like I said, my name is Dalton Locke. Uh, I grew up with David Overstreet. We, uh, we've known each other since we were in, like, first grade, I think. Is that right, David? I don't even know. It's it's been a long time. A really long time. Too long. Forever. Too I'm long. I'm so yeah. sick of you, you know, right now, man. <laughs> sick of our friendship. I can't stand you anymore. Why out. did I move in with you? Get out. Uh, yeah, we're roommates, by the way. And then there's Whitney. We uh, we met her. When did you meet me? It's all a blur. It it, it really is a blur. Cause <laughs> I keep the two of them together. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. it been? Is it seriously? It's been a year, right? It's been, it's a, been a, year. a year. I met Dalton at a game night. Yeah. I got invited to. I almost didn't go. You know, um, Why not? but I, I don't play games. She's lame. I don't play games. I'm serious. She gets competitive. See, she's lame. Doesn't I do get games. competitive. I'm not a good loser. <laughs> <laughs> I think you had a lot of fun that night, though. I did have a lot of fun, but I was winning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Anyone has fun uh, when they're winning. Didn't you win Spicy Uno that night? I did. She did. Nobody had ever met her before except for London. Like, crazy. And yeah. then what was that game we played? Mafia. Mafia. The yeah, healthy we did. version. Oh, yeah, like, I love totally that. Totally sanctified. Like, it was appropriate, but yeah, yeah. Mafia. <laughs> I don't, I, okay, so for the listeners who might not know what Mafia is, Mafia is this game where, like, everybody is assigned a character. You're either, like, a villager, you're a member of the Mafia, or you're the sheriff. And there might be... A doctor more, and the narrator. A doctor and a narrator, right. And, like, nobody knows who anybody is, like, anybody's character is. Like, you only know your own. And you have to try and, like, guess, like, who's who and all this stuff. And it's a really fun game. If you haven't heard of it, look it up. Play it with your friends next weekend. So much fun. So much fun. Yeah. I think I won one of those, too. Yeah? Yeah. My, te- my testimony for the character that I was playing was I wasn't part of the mafia because I was giving birth. Okay. Like, I couldn't have been on the crime scene. You're on maternity. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. You're on maternity leave, so you couldn't, you know. <laughs> and they were like, what if that's a cover-up? And I'm like, it's not. Yeah. Um, but I met you there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know I don't know if I added you on anything at that point, like on social no. media or exchanged anything. No, I remember because I added you I added you on Instagram, and I messaged you, and you're like, nah, fam. <laughs> no, we were talking about <laughs> Listen, we talked about God and testimony and stuff yeah. and like I think that you know you were just trying to have a friendship and like let's get coffee and I was like nah. Yeah. Cuz it wasn't a, you know. Yeah. Like you didn't have enough ground to like know me and want to get to know me so like, you know. But then we met later. Yeah. Um so, so we have a mutual friend. Yeah. And it was their birthday. Yeah. And we all went to that and then that's when David came into play. Mhm. <laughs> David came into play like I'm just some pawn on a chessboard or something. <laughs> that's how you're. Really so, is that how you view me? Right. That's I mean, how he feels about I mean, himself. It could also be as a musician. You came into play with. Yeah, the I came into play like yeah. the guitar. You know. Yeah. No, that's just how he sees himself. As long as yeah. it's not that club in downtown Nashville, we're good. The club in downtown. I never Nashville. was involved in any of their clubbing. Clubbing. Which club? There's a club called Play. Oh, oh yeah, in downtown Nashville. Oh, yeah. Swerve. <laughs> yeah, that, we're that, not gonna talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> that will definitely add leaven this in would, our unleavened bread. Yeah, this <laughs> this is Christian based. So, <laughs> um, um, but no, yeah. So you met David there. You guys messed up and sat at my table. Like there was a couple of tables at this yeah. birthday party, and you guys sat near me. Yeah, and so I that means you're automatically my friend. Too. Yeah, and I remember I remember thinking you like burned me a ton. Oh, that's what the entire night was. Yeah, was her just like burning us. She was very witty, very witty. Yeah, and that's that's 
almost how she got her nickname, Wit Whittle. Yeah. Hey. Just yeah. yeah. It was just, yeah. I remember being like a little bit intimidated. You should be. Well, okay. <laughs> now I'm, I'm not sure afraid that of you. Same so conversation happened at the at the dinner party. Yeah. I thought it was nice to you guys. Yeah, but also we had someone like pass out or like have a stroke at that dinner party. So seizure. 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 Yeah. 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 You fell over into a seizure, and yeah. so that kind of it changed the course of the night. Yeah. For it sure. Did. <laughs> yeah, it sure did. Because it happened. He's good right next... now, though. By the way, he's yeah, he's good. great. He's married. He's living his best life. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's good. He survived. <laughs> yeah. He's a conqueror. I survived. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, no, they kept having like I guess they all kept hanging out because the person we were mutual friends with, like, they would all hang out, and then later on down the road, I got invited to some more stuff, mm-hmm. and they decided they liked me, I guess, so they kept me along. Yeah. Yeah. We decided she was okay. Yeah. I guess they they didn't mind the heat. Really, we just yeah. we enjoyed having somebody that was so witty. Yeah, because I couldn't think of anything on my own, so I needed to steal some things. Exactly from what she said. Yeah, he uses those as his pickup lines. Yeah, totally. Be be careful, ladies, or not be careful. What did I <laughs> mean to say? Single, that makes it yeah. sound like you're a predator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> watch yourself, ladies. The only thing that he's hunting down is the word of God. Don't worry. True chains. For sure. For sure. Chains are true. And then I guess we've just, we've all been hanging out ever since. We went on a couple vacations together. Yeah. You know, we, that was uh, fun. We went on one and Dalton ran away and washed his feet in the neighbor's house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did. Stay I, tuned for that story. Yeah. We'll talk about that some other time. Yeah. But uh, anyway. It was a feet washing <laughs> ceremony. That's biblical. What? It was a feet washing ceremony. That's biblical. <laughs> totally. Except if you're washing somebody else's feet, not your own. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You're cleansed. So. Boom. Yeah. I'm cleansed. I'm cleansed. Thank God I'm cleansed. Praise the Lord. Um, but no, Whitney, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um. If I'm not the smartest person in the room, I'm not going to be in. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That was definitely a joke. Um, Man, I just really love people. And um, that was always a prayer that I had was like, God, I don't really care what you have me doing. I just really have a desire to be around people in the process of getting to know somebody Mm -hmm. and really like know their heart and who they are and like what they've been through. So as long as I'm doing that, um, developing relationships is pretty easy for me. And I don't mean that in like a, oh look at me way but i just really enjoy people yeah you're you know, very like, extroverted i'll say that i'm also caffeinated with coffee <laughs> yeah um yeah. gotta get your coffee in hey yeah. injects it into her veins every morning <laughs> yeah i, I do not inject anything i don't even like to get a flu shot but i didn't say that yeah um, how dare you i know but man no, i just really i'm passionate about getting to know people and being there for them um being that person that you know yeah i like to hang out but not even the person you're always like, hey, I want to go hang out with her. But the person that you can call and be like, hey, wait, can you pray with me? Hey, I'm believing God for this. Or I'm going through a tough time. I know you're not going to tell me what I want to hear. You're going to tell me what I need to hear. Yeah. And so that's kind of more of what I thrive off of and what I really enjoy and I'm passionate about. Um, and so mostly I feel like up till this point and continuing going forward, that's really what God's been developing me in and helping me grow in. Yeah. And that led to me meeting these guys. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, how did you come to know God? Like, how did you give your life to God? Okay. So I don't ever recall a moment of just not believing. Okay. And not believing that God is God or things like that. Um, I didn't really get the relationship aspect. I was kind of like, I believed he existed. I believed that the word was true, but I never really went and kind of read it for myself. Right. Kind of just believed what I was taught, I guess. And um, 
I didn't know that there was such a thing. Like it was more like we talked about God, like he was just this higher power and like, we're going to get saved and go to heaven. It was never kind of like, Oh, I can have a conversation with God right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one ever talked about him. Like he was real. It was more like he was this out like third party that, you know, like you could go to and he did stuff for you. Yeah. Um, and like you wanted to be respectful toward him, but it wasn't ever just, no one ever talked about what God was currently doing in their life. There was no one being like, Oh God, just bless me. He came through. Like I couldn't pay my bills and I prayed and literally it was dropped off for me. Yeah. Like my bills were paid and it was just the exact amount that I was in debt for. Like I never heard things like that. Um, but I moved out and did what I wanted to do. Huh? Did you not hear his stomach just now? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> listeners. If you heard that deep grumble, it was definitely Dalton's stomach because we I we had wings a... right before this. That was probably a bad idea. Yeah, but and I, I what was... did I say while we were eating? I said somebody's stomach is going to get picked up on I these microphones. I just knew it was going to be me. I thought it was thunder outside. My bad. <laughs> I thought it was a monster in here. Some some <laughs> demon trying oh. to oh oh keep us from you know no no demonic presences in this house. No names yeah. higher than the name of Jesus. As far as we know. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah. But anyways, um, sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Um, basically, I moved out and did what I wanted to do. And I was willing to settle for things and people in my life that were so much less. And I couldn't see it because I wanted someone else's approval and someone else's love so badly to feel validated. And so that's kind of what I was pursuing whenever I actually started to know who God is. Like I had somebody really pour into my life that did have an actual relationship with God. And it was just like so evident anytime I was around them, it was just like they were like radiating and mm-hmm. they spent a lot of time investing and pouring into me. And then it's like over time about hearing them with God, it's like I started to hear him more clearly. It's like he would send a person and they would say something to me and then like a, a specific statement. And then I would go somewhere else to meet someone totally different that didn't know what I was struggling with, didn't know about the relationship I was in, anything like that. And they would say the exact same phrase. And then I would hear it a third time from someone else that didn't know those people, didn't know my life. It's like God used people to literally get my attention. It was always in threes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it it just like started happening that way. And every time I tried to ignore it, it would come again. And I'm like, all right, dude, you got my attention. Like I finally hit my breaking point. Um, And that's kind of whenever I started to pursue him back. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of have a similar story. So like I grew up in a Christian home with David uh, in church and I stopped going. And when I was like 12 years old, I, my, my family, we stopped going to church because my grandparents moved in and I couldn't like find rides to church or anything like that. And so I just had a really tough time, like staying connected to God. And so I eventually just started running from him. Anytime I felt like he was trying to push me to do something like read my Bible or talk to somebody about Christ. And so I ran from him for a really long time, and I didn't actually come back to him until David invited me to church when I was, like, 22. What uh, made you, and, like, really pay attention then, though? Because, like, you had been to church before. Yeah. Like, what actually made you pay attention to what they were saying this time? What changed for you? I think one thing that really made me, that really caught my attention was the fact that they were, t- their message that night. What was it about? Their message was about marriage and about relationships. And that was something that I really struggled with. That's a huge one, honestly, in the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the relationship one. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I really struggled with that because that was like the only thing I was passionate about growing up. 
It's like I wanted to be a family man. I wanted to have a wife. I wanted to have children and stuff like that. And then, like, this one time I heard that, you know, marriage is it's not a thing in heaven because you're married to Christ. You're not married to each other. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of felt like that was a smack in my face. Like, like God was saying, for I gave like you half. this passion, but it's not important in eternity. And so... Like wow. that, that's, how did you cope with that? That hurts. <laughs> and, well, that's why I ran because I was like, God, this sucks. Why would you do this to me? Um, but so anyway, back to that church message, like that's what it was about. And that night I realized I had never prayed to God about it. I had only ran from him. Yeah. And so I finally prayed to him about it. And that night driving back home, I like, I had to pull over cause I was like crying and all this stuff, and uh, like God and I, we had a really like heart-to-heart moment, and I prayed to him about that kind of stuff, and I really feel like that he actually spoke to me that night. But anyway, that's how I came back to God. Um, but you know, all those years growing up outside of the church, I always felt him pulling on my heart, trying to pull me back in, but I just could never do it. Like I never wanted to give my life back to him. It wasn't until after that night that I realized how much he cares about me. Honestly, that's like a big thing. It's not that people don't believe. It's their hearts are hardened. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a matter of like, man, I don't believe that God exists. It's like, I'm not willing to to pursue him and know that I'm going to continue doing what I want to do. So a lot of times we just pick what we want to do. And it's not because we don't care about God or we don't believe, but it's just because we've allowed ourselves to care about those things more because yeah. we've been so trained to think and to live that way. Yeah. And we don't know how to not. Yeah. A lot of people aren't willing to give up themselves. When you desire to pursue God, it is a lifestyle change. So there are some things that you got to give up <laughs> and either give them up or make them right, you know, and uh, some people aren't willing to do that. It's like yeah. the closer they get to God, the more they feel that conviction, I guess. Like they, they maybe don't feel bad about it when they're around people that agree with it or they're not like hearing truth. They might be hearing things they like to hear, but it's not truth because the truth will set you free, you know? Right. So when they get around the truth and they try to grow closer to God, they feel this heavy conviction and they actually realize how unsatisfied they really are. Yeah. But they didn't feel unsatisfied until they encountered God. So they run from God thinking that it's that. Mm -hmm. But really he's just shedding light on the thing that they're settling for that's unsatisfying. Yeah. Right. How did you come to Christ, David? Like I I know that you knew about him. Yeah. growing up but yeah so the church that i grew up in with you it established a very decent knowledge of god but i didn't really have a relationship with god until sometime in college yeah um, there was a point in time where i was going through the motions so much at that church and it was kind of it was numbing me a little bit and i remember when i first started at mtsu they had this ministry called The Point. I think you might have mentioned it. I'm not sure. But um, they were just, well, I think it really started for me back when about five years ago, I went to my first non-denominational church and worship there was so different. Like people were like raising their hands and getting into it. And I was like, I mean, I had been singing from hymnals for Ever. since I was little. So um, my dad was a song leader. So I was, that's all I really knew. And like the first time you're, you experience something like that, you, I didn't think it was real. Like I thought everyone was faking. Yeah. Like that's what I thought. I was like, 
that was my thoughts too when I first went to New Vision, which is where the point is held. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mentioned New Vision earlier. I didn't mention the point, but the yeah. point is the college ministry at New Vision. Um, but yeah, I thought the same thing. Like yeah. I thought it was so fake during the worship and yeah. stuff. But then the second time I went, I was like, no, I'm I'm actually feeling connected to God and all this. Yeah, and there were there were times when I would be there, and you know I went to that church with her for a while, and then kind of lost touch with that, and then found the point at MTSU. And when I went to that, that kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things. There were stories people were telling about their testimony, about them coming back to God from things, and a lot of the stories used to involve something about them starting out going to church. They grew up in church. Like it was, they knew who he was. They knew of him, but they didn't really know him. Yeah. And there's, I didn't know the difference. I didn't know the difference for the longest time between knowing of God and knowing God. Yeah, that's true. That's good. Yeah. So for me, over the past three years, I think that I've really tried to make an effort to grow closer. By no means am I perfect or where I want to be, but I feel that it's like Whitney was saying, like there's a time where you you realize that you need to cut some things out. Yeah. You need to make some changes in your life. And I felt that those changes that I were I was making in my life were going to get me closer to God instead of further away. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Just still kind of adjusting to those changes and looking for more ways to grow closer. Yeah. Uh, I think this podcast is a really good step. What got so. your attention though? Like you went to the point, you went to the church and stuff, but when was it a moment that he really got your attention, even if it was just for a fraction of a second that you recognized, okay, instead of just thinking about making a change, I actually feel compelled and convicted to make a change. Yeah. I guess for me, I was, I was finding my happiness in things that weren't healthy. Um, I was in a very toxic relationship at the time and I, had gotten my relationship from, or I had gotten my happiness from that for a very, very long time. And it wasn't really fulfilling me the way that it had before. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that was, you know, what was going on in the relationship, but it was also what was going on with me. And the more I distanced myself from that, and the more I focused on um, myself and my relationship with God, and what an actual relationship with Him looked like, and the fact that you don't have to be perfect. Yeah, you know, that's the, huge. Yeah, like I, I thought like, oh man, like I I need to really get my act together and then maybe God will accept me. Okay. But it's, yeah, it's those, it's when you really are the most desperate and in the most need for him, that's when he, he'll accept you. He'll accept you either way, but That's you when have, you accept him. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a song that I used to listen to growing up that, speaks on that uh it's called take me as i am and it's by this artist lecrae mm -hmm. oh, um, yeah. it's such a good song i used to i used to listen to it on repeat like every day um if y'all haven't heard that song listen to it um but no uh yeah that's good man i'm really glad that you know you've you've been able to accept god in that way yeah, yeah. see and one of the things that i really love about our friendship um even like leading up to and during this um is that we've we've been able to come to each other and be really honest even with those imperfect things yeah. we didn't have to worry about oh, i'm going to go to them and they're going to look at me harshly or they're not going to be my friend because i'm not really helping them i have all these problems yeah you know what i mean like we're able to go to each other and be really vulnerable and pour into each other with the truth 
Yeah, and we're not vague with each other either. Like we're we're pretty open about our sins and what we've done in our sin life. Yeah. Um, it's never like a oh I guess what I did this week. Oh yeah, it's no, more of it, like guys, I'm missing the mark and I know it, but I don't know how to not feel this way. Exactly. Please pray for me and not as a cop out. Like genuinely pray for me, pray with me, help me walk through this. Yeah. And um, but there was a verse when you guys were talking about realizing that you need didn't need to be perfect before you came to God. Because I used to feel that way. I felt like hypocritical if I went to him and I still felt unworthy. I'm like, I'm just going to give it the hypocritical name everybody else has. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to for a long time either. But it made me think of this verse. And I'm really glad that, you know, that it's it's in the Bible. And it talked about it's not those that are healthy that are in need of a physician. It's the sick. Yeah. Because the Pharisees and the Sadducees were like, you know, what's going on with this? Like, why are you spending time with these sinners? And, and Jesus answered with that statement. He's like, it's not the ones that are healthy that that need a physician. It's the ones that are sick. Yeah. So honestly, the more that you feel further away from him, that's more of the time you, like you guys were saying, you recognize your need for him. Yeah. It's more, it should be more evident that you need God in your life. And see, the more, the farther away that you feel from him. And see, it's like the people that sit at home, like hypothetically or metaphorically, however you want to say it, the people say that they didn't feel good and they were sick. Well, if your child doesn't feel good or if you don't feel good and it's bad enough, you go to the doctor. Yeah. You don't sit there because you recognize that that is life or death. Yeah. Like you could sit there and let it infect you and you could get really sick. Yeah. You go to the doctor, you allow them to tell you what to do or, you know, if you broke your arm, not to use this muscle for so long, mm -hmm. like keep it wrapped up. And that's kind of what we do with the word. Like we stay wrapped up in the word and we go to Jesus with it and it heals us. Yeah. I think recognizing those convictions though, even if you aren't, if you're listening and you're not ready to act on it, just being able to identify and, and recognize that it's there, that's good. That means there's hope for you. You know yeah. what I mean? Because right. you don't ever want to get to a place that you no longer feel bad, that you become callous to it mm -hmm. when you become callous to the Holy Spirit. And so when that happens, it's kind of like you just push off the conviction that you feel until you no longer feel bad about it yeah. and you become calloused to it by ignoring it. Yeah. yeah. So if you're feeling some type of way when you're like listening to this or you recognize something personal in your own life, that's good. That's like Holy Spirit tugging at you being like, Hey, I'm trying to get your attention. And that's good that you recognize, Hey, there's a point right here that I don't feel good and I need to change. Yeah. Cause you can always like, you can always redirect at that point, but it's the people that say they have no problems or act like everything's fine. That usually stay stuck in the same place. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and um, like when when you feel like that, you should run to God first. Yeah. Um, but the amazing thing about God, though, is that He's gifted us with a community too, that we can run to, um, that will bear our troubles with us. Uh, Paul talks about it in so many of his letters about bearing each other's troubles. Yeah. Bearing through it with each other, um, and so that's why we have the church. That's why we go to church and try to go as often as possible. Um, because we're not meant to go through life alone. No, the Bible is so context of relationship. Yeah. And so many people get caught up in the logisticals and like, oh, this story about this. But like, it's built on the foundation of he wants a relationship and we're meant for a relationship. Right. Yeah. And in a relationship, it's it's on both sides. There's, it takes work. Yeah. And that yeah. means that both, I mean, he's perfect and he always will be. But it's it's us realizing that we're imperfect and kind of putting our pride aside and yeah. all those things that got us to where we were and um, actually working on building a really a better relationship with them. Right. 
And that's not to say that we're saved by our work in that relationship. We work in that relationship because we are saved. Right. It's a byproduct. Yeah. It's just it's, like... It's a response yeah. of our faith. Like, we, we praise God and we thank Him for uh, doing what He did on the cross. And then in response to that, that's how we work on our relationship. And it's not even like an obligation. It's more of, you did this, so I wanted... I want to do this for you. Right. Yeah. Like, I want to work on this relationship. I want to put effort in. So, like, hypothetically, like, say that say that we were in a relationship or whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, because we're in a relationship, I should probably, you know, do something nice for you. Maybe I'll go pick up some takeout. No, like, if we're in a relationship, I'm going to be like, dang, I'm hungry. They're probably hungry. Like, what's their favorite thing to eat? What's something that I can do to go the extra mile to make them feel really special and bring them something that they really enjoy? Yeah. And so that, that's our response to God. It's not just like, oh, well, I said yes, I do believe, so I guess I have to go and serve. Like, no, it's a privilege. Right. When you replace I have to with the words I get to, exactly. that will yeah. change everything for that's you. That's what I was going to say. You know, I've never heard an example that spoke to me quite so well like the takeout example in the food. I just, <laughs> you know, I love that analogy. It's not... <laughs> Yeah. So you got to know what, what I love for takeout and bring yeah. it, you know? That's just such a good analogy. Yeah, so how? So we're in the middle of a pandemic right now, and a lot of us, we can't go to the church. So how are you guys dealing with that? I'm making, I'm doing this podcast with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are doing Zoom meetings, and so even though we're physically distancing, we're not socially distancing. We're being more intentional. So when we're sitting at home and we're thinking about the people we miss, we're reaching out to them. We're praying for them. We're calling them being like, hey, how are you doing today? Like, you're on my mind. And it doesn't have to be this whole big drawn out thing, but just letting people know that you care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just using this time to really deal with thoughts that maybe we don't want to deal with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, because the healthier we are, the healthier we're going to be in relationships with other people. Yeah. So your point is, is that we don't have to go to the church during this time to get that community. Oh no, the church because, is never about a building. Yeah, the church isn't a building. The church is the people. It's, it's the, the body, body of Christ. Yeah. And so um, that's not to say that you shouldn't go to church no. when you can, yeah. but the church building isn't, that's not the only place you can worship God. That's not the only place you can experience community with other Christians. I really like that the Bible doesn't refer to the church as a building, that he refers to Christ, his bride, as the body. Yeah of Christ. And yeah. so I love I love everything about that. Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of time to have more private um time with God. I think that part of, you know, it's important to have community, but I think it's also important to have your own private time with him. Oh yeah. I think praying has been a big part for me. There's a lot more time to pray. Um you know, you're always, you you should always make time to pray, but now there's just there's time you know, left and right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I feel, and it feels more intimate for some reason yeah. during this time because it's so, it's, it's an experience that I've never had in my life. And basically having things that were, I thought were so for sure, like my job. And, and then now like I don't have a job. And it's like, I thought that that was something that as long as I didn't do something stupid, I wouldn't get fired. Yeah. But you just don't know what can happen. You know? Yeah, it, it really puts into respect into perspective um, kind of like the American dream and what your parents teach you growing up. Like, at least in my experience, my parents taught me that if I just work hard and get a really good job, that 
I'll always be taken care of. Mm-hmm. But that's not while there may be some truth in that, that's not the truth. The truth is that God will take care of you. Yeah, that's right. God has you under his wing. You are under God God's providence. Yeah. And until you take those training wheels off, and the training wheels being those things that you rely so heavily on, like yeah. your job, like the money, like maybe a relationship that you're in, until yeah. you take those things off, you can't really know what trust is. Right. And I think we all learn trusting God, learn how to trust God in different ways. But I know yeah. I'm hard headed, so for me, like yeah. I always had to learn the hard way, and I think that that's. But the but the thing is, is once you put that trust in God, it is so freeing. And it is a different kind of love that yeah. you feel. I would say, like, instead of feeling happy, I feel joy. Yeah. So there's a there's a big difference in happiness and joy. Like, happy is something that you can feel in the moment, like at the beginning of, you know, that relationship that you think that you want. Or just in general, like, it's an emotion that you feel that can fluctuate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But joy is something that's supernatural, that no matter what comes your way, no matter if it's a virus or if that relationship ends or if everything in your life is flipped upside down, for some reason you have so much peace and joy Yeah. because joy is supernatural. And that's what, for me, it was like letting those training wheels fall off. And there's still areas that they're coming off. Yeah. And you know what I think is so awesome is that somewhere in the Bible, I won't be able to quote it uh, verbatim or give you the coordinates give you the address um, give you the address the coordinates like, like longitude and latitude <laughs> <laughs> um but is that somewhere uh god says that the suffering you feel now won't even compare to, to the, the amount of joy you feel in heaven yeah that's right yeah and like i just think like the joy that i have felt here on earth i'm like how much more like how much more immense is that joy going to be in heaven? Yeah. I, I, I like to compare it to like, you know, those moments when you're laughing so hard that you can't, <laughs> can't breathe. Yeah. And can't then catch it starts laughing immediately. Like last, <laughs> like last night when our roommate sneezed in oh his sleep <laughs> and we were laughing so hard at that because I didn't think that that was physically possible to sneeze and still be asleep. Are you kidding me? He never once woke up. His it was a was very violent sneeze. But he did not wake up. Yeah. And, bruh, if he had COVID, we all have it now. Because <laughs> I was sprayed. You. I felt like I was in a chemical bath or something. Like oh, I so was that's just... what was on your face earlier. Yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it was COVID. That's what it was. Ew. But, we, we're just kidding. But, yeah, like, I like to compare those two things. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I liked it. Oh, yeah. I loved <laughs> being sprayed by a sneeze. So, I loved it. Forgive me. What was the comparison again? Um... <laughs> <laughs> when you would let me make it, jeez. Um, I'm saying like those moments you were talking about joy and it'll be so much better in heaven. I think about like the amount of joy that we feel on earth, like in those moments when we're laughing so hard. Right. Like I, that's like the most joy that I have is just when I'm laughing really, really hard. Optimal amount of happiness for me, like in that moment. Thinking about that'll be so like continuous in heaven. Like we'll have that even more. And it's, yeah, I love that feeling. Anyways, when, you know, it's something as minuscule as my roommate sneezing on me. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And I think another thing that goes hand in hand with that joy is peace, like this feeling of peace. Um, I don't know if you've experienced it, David, but when I lost my job back in October of 18, yeah, of 2018. I remember that. Yeah. Um, I was not worried. Mm-hmm. for one minute yeah i remember that um, you were calm like 
something had happened like the night before I lost my job and it was really stressful and I got really mad at God about it. And I was like, God, why would you do this to me? I've been doing so well in my faith and all this stuff. And I got really mad at him. And then he kind of just humbled me. He was like, I've got you covered, bro. Yeah. And, and so I had to, I had to take a minute and now I would be like, okay, God, I see where your hand was in this. I'm sorry that I gave up faith. I'm sorry that I was so mad at you for no reason. Um, from now on, I, I won't do that. I will keep my faith in you. And he tested it. He tested it the very next day. I lost my job, lost my income. Um, and for about a month, I didn't have a job, had no leads or anything like that. I was not worried. I knew that God had me covered. Um, and he did. He actually got me a job at a pharmacy, even though I had no credentials, no I had no idea that you could just get a job at a pharmacy. Yeah. <laughs> All you had to do was get a license. What do you do again, Whitney? I just got a license. Oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. so I, count, I count your pills, but if you ask me what your medication does, um, <laughs> I'm not allowed to uh, consult you because you Let might me die. grab my pharmacist for you. <laughs> Be right back. Yeah. yeah, so Whitney is a... Pharmacy she, technician Pharmacy well. technician, and you're, you're certified, right? I am, and that test was hard. Well, yeah. for me, like... Anyway, continue. But yeah, so um, God got me a job at a pharmacy, and then he moved me out of a very toxic living situation. Uh, I was really depressed where I was at. I was depressed at the job to, you know. To begin with. To begin with. Um, but so God delivered me both from that job and from my living situation, moved me out to Murfreesboro, and I have seen so much fruit in my life just from that one miracle. And it wasn't even anything that I did. It was all God. And so that peace from losing that job has carried into this almost completely new life that I'm living. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think peace and joy, they go hand in hand. And that peace that you experience from trusting God, it doesn't compare to anything. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you're experiencing that now, like without your job, but uh, I pray that at some point you do. I do know that when I did lose that job, I didn't, one thing I didn't feel was anger or worry mm -hmm. um, because, you know, being a college student and just like seeing your bank account in negative so much and like I've just been in so many situations that God has gotten me out of that I didn't think I was going to get out of. Yeah. Um, and there will be so many other situations like that and I'll be stubborn and think that he won't get me out of it again. But this is, I mean, oddly enough, losing that job was something there that I was very confident about. I wasn't, I was at peace about it. Yeah. And I didn't, I wasn't worried. Like it wasn't, I actually laughed about it because I don't know. I was, I told you this, I was looking for a way to get out of that job anyways, because it was pulling me away from what I wanted in my life and yeah. where I wanted to be. So, you know, in a way, maybe it's a silver lining. Right. What is it? When a door's closed, you'll find a window that's open. Boom. Boom. A. But um, there was a statement when you were talking about like miracles and stuff. I read this quote one time, um, probably shared it to you on social media, but it said everybody wants a miracle, but they don't want to be in a situation that would line them up for one. Oh, yeah. Mm. And that was good to me. I was like, that's so valid. Like, we want a miracle, but anytime we get in a situation that would require one, we freak out. And instead of expecting God to give us a miracle, we just ask to be out of it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's good. Exactly. So, um, 
I think that really whenever you see everything around you is falling apart like that, that is the exact opportunity. If you've been asking God to show you like, be like, Lord, I thank you for a miracle. I don't know what you're going to do or how you're going to put it together, but I thank you for whatever you're already doing. Yeah. And, tr- and that, that's really the trusting part. Really glad you brought that up. Uh, well, I just wanted to tell our listeners a little bit about what the show is going to be. Um, so this show, it's going to be discussion based, pretty much like what you heard today. Uh, we're not going to try and teach you things. Uh, we're not going to sit here and say, do this, do that, uh, to get out of, you know, spiritual, uh, valleys and onto spiritual mountains. Um, no, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about situations in our lives. We're going to talk about, uh, current events and we're just going to share what God is doing through those things in our lives. And hopefully you will be edified uh, by what we share. Yeah, hopefully it'll help um, you guys out. Uh, so our goal is to edify our listeners, but it's also just we want to be good entertainment. Um, we want to hopefully bring you guys a laugh um, and a, a sanctified laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we're going to do our best to keep things uh, sanctified and... Rated G for godly. I was going to say PG, but G... G yeah, let's keep it. We'll keep it. Rated G. G for godly. I like Ooh. that. Hey, hey. Ew. that's what that we keep be our her slogan. G wine <laughs> and unleavened bread. Rated G for godly. My goodness. <laughs> we're winning, y'all. We it's had so slim cheesy. chicken for lunch. Yeah, we're winning. And Dalton's stomach over there was just oh, yeah. raving that, about it. That was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Praise God for chicken. Yeah, I told you, chicken on a Sunday is where it's at. It's where it's at. That doesn't encourage you guys. I don't know what will. Yeah. <laughs> I've been on a sweet tea kick, too, so I'm, like, loving all that sweet tea on oh, Sunday, yeah. we too. we got two gallons in the fridge right now. Well, one now. You oh, poured, yeah. like, a whole glass you didn't even drink <laughs> last night. Yeah, so apparently I sleepwalked into the kitchen last night, poured, poured myself a glass of sweet tea, and then went back to bed. <laughs> didn't drink didn't it. Didn't even drink it. The placebo effect. Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... It's like... Uh, have you heard of those smokers who, like, when they try to quit, they're like, yeah, I just, I grab a cigarette and I put it on my mouth, but then I don't light it or anything. And it's like, it's the, it's the habit of, it's like the action. The action. Yeah. With the cigarette that, like, it's a placebo effect for them. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I need to try quit. that with the gym. Maybe if I just walk <laughs> in, I'll feel more tired. <laughs> yeah. I, I've honestly, this is kind of gross, but I've honestly thought about it, um, like, getting junk food and just chewing on it for the taste and then spitting it out. Oh gosh. <laughs> he's Wow. He's we got trying... some we got some tiramisu Oreos sitting on the Are they still over there? Yeah. <laughs> try it with that, man. Sorry uh, yeah. guys, we're not gonna yeah. try to encourage you to regurgitate, but yeah. you know. Yeah, don't do that. Um just eat your food. <laughs> yeah. Swallow it too. Make good life choices. Chew yeah. it, swallow it, digest it. All those good things. Yeah. But yeah, no, we like we just wanted to come together and have a fun time. Yeah. yeah, have you know? a fun time and invite you guys to experience that fun time with us. Yeah. Um, especially while you're stuck at home with this quarantine. Yeah. Uh, and even if you're not, still tune in. Even, yeah. yeah, still tune in. You know, if you're at work, if you're an essential employee, thank you for your services. Yeah. We appreciate you. Yeah. And uh, we definitely appreciate the Taco Bell workers. Man. <laughs> I think you appreciate them a little too much. I just wanted Probably. to give a shout out to all the Starbucks employees that I love. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Get me away Thank from that. Thank you for having your drive through open, you know, from seven to five. Yeah. That yeah. free coffee for medical workers, if y'all didn't know. It's really? so small and basic, 
Like it's just like the medium roast, but you can ask for creamer and sugar, but it's enough. Hey. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't you. heard. I've maybe. I think my brother-in-law is the only Starbucks order I've ever had that's like simple. It's like black coffee. Oh. He loves black coffee, and then my sister's like, soy milk, pump of whatever, something, <laughs> some, something's pumped in there. I don't know what it is, but soy something's milk pumped. With two pumps of vanilla, extra caramel, light ice. Oh, and fat-free creamer though. There it is. I'm kidding. That's there not I my could order. Not I was have totally even made that up. Whitney's order. Actually, no, it's not. So if you want to get Whitney no. a cup of coffee, that's I what you order. I will take though. an iced caramel macchiato. Oh my gosh. Praise God. Preferably a grande because they put an extra shot of espresso. Mm. Yeah. Really? There's two shots in a. Yes. There's two shots in a grande. If you, you can get two, you can ask for an extra shot in the small one. But if you do that, I want extra caramel. That's why you're so hyper. Yeah. I didn't have Starbucks today. I had Just Love. By the way, Just Love is really good, too. Just yeah. Love is really good. The one-off yeah. flavor by the fountain. For our listeners in Murfreesboro, um, we have this. Uh, we have a coffee, a small coffee chain uh, here in Murfreesboro, and it's called Just Love. And each one of them, like, they're designed differently, their buildings are, but their coffee is amazing. They are awesome, and medical centers coming in clutch. They answer their phone on the second ring. They're actually yeah. excited to be there. Not, I don't know about the other ones, but they're excited to be there. They yeah. walk it out to my car. Yeah. I'm not lazy, but you know with the quarantine. Yeah. And, like, they are extremely nice, and they're they're happy to be there. I was surprised today when I got the large. The large looks like a medium at most places, that cup. Yeah. Like, I'm used to, like, McDonald's larges, like, their sweet tea mm -hmm. if you get a large like you'll be sipping on that thing for like 20 minutes but yeah. for just love it's like the large is like not even that big i was like okay but it's whatever. still worth it though they know people yeah. are sensitive to caffeine probably like me yeah <clears throat> that girl yeah. don't need no real large <laughs> i don't know i've had so much caffeine in my life that i don't think it affects me anymore not yeah. that we're encouraging you guys to you know have consistent caffeine yeah <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Like today, I was I had that coffee, and then I was drinking that sweet tea, and I was like shaking as we were sitting at the kitchen table. I was like, what's happening to me? I'm like, wait, it's, it's the caffeine. Jittery. It's the caffeine. Yeah. But yeah. Um, thank you, for, thank yeah. you guys for joining us on Rewind and Unleavened Bread. Yeah, rated G for Godly. A. Yeah, rated G for Godly. <laughs>